Joining me right now on Kumite TV is Eternal MMA Welterweight Destroyer, Glenn Pettigrew. What's going on, Glenn? Hey, bud. How about how I am? Not bad. I mean, good. Good, 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 good man. Uh, the first thing I want to get into is uh, your occupation, pastry chef. You know, everybody loves breads, cakes, cupcakes, muffins, whatever. What, do you, what are you making, man? Uh, I'm making a lot. Of, I do make a lot of muffins. I make dozens of muffins every morning and cakes and that, so it gets me pretty busy. I'm pretty lucky I don't have much of a sweet tooth. I probably wouldn't make welterweight. <laughs> yeah. How do you balance, you know, working as a chef and a cage fighter? Uh, just make it work, I guess. It's just early morning is a bit of a hard one. I wish I'd be able to get a few more day sessions in, but, yeah, that's pretty hard. But just have to use my time, time wisely. But yeah, it's hard. Let's go back to where you got your start. You know, talk about the first day you entered the gym and started training, or you you thought about starting to train. Oh, I remember when I first started, I was probably about 16. I was always telling my mates that I was going to do it, and it probably, I don't know, it, take me. it took me eight years to finally go, go to a gym and actually do it. I was too busy doing other things, too busy partying and that. So I probably started about uh, 24, 25, and I started up in Darwin at um, a gym called Progressive. I was just kickboxing then, and then I made the move to Queensland and started a combat lab, and now I finished at uh, Noak Martial Arts and been real happy there. It's been a good change for me. It's probably been the best thing it's, uh, best, best thing I've done is uh, go to Noak, train under Kyle Noak. But, yeah, been happy days there. Good gym, good people around me. Been good good uh, headspace for this fight, so it's good. Were you doing or did you do any martial arts before the age of 24? Uh, no, I always played footy and that and then went away working and then about 24, I thought I should should have a crack at one more sporting thing before I get too old and before I can, can't do it anymore. So it took me about, yeah, 24, 25 I started, done a year of uh, Muay Thai, went to Thailand for a, uh, a month, came back and then moved to Queensland and then got into BJJ and then MMA from there. Trained for about uh, eight, nine months and had my first fight, ended up losing that. Didn't have the best amateur career, uh, was about two and two as an amateur, then Turned pro. I wasn't sure if I could turn pro or not, but my coach then was uh, pretty confident in me doing it. And I just, yeah, went with it and haven't looked back since. When did you realize that you were going to pursue that, you know, this career of fighting full time? Like, I'm going to invest my life into this. Uh, I guess I've always been a bit of a fighter from when I was younger. I was always playing up a bit, so I thought I should do something smart with it and done that. Then I guess I'm the type of person I either go all in or nothing, so. Yeah, I guess that's why it took me so long. I still being a kid playing up when I was younger, and it took me about 24 to realize I should knuckle down and actually give it a proper crack. So that's probably why why it took me so long. But I, did, I do wish I did start younger now. Wish I'd love to see where I'm at now. If I started two, three years, two, three, uh, two, three years younger, would have been good. But, You're uh, currently on a four fight winning streak. You know, what do you feel is the secret to your success? Do you feel like, you you know, you have all your gears clicking perfectly right now? Yeah, I think at the start, it was a lot of trial and error. Was, I guess when you go into a fight camp and or go into a fight, you never know what works until, until the night. And then when it backfires, it backfires real bad and it can cost you a fight. And there was a lot of trial and error. You know, I tried different diets, different training schedules, like different things of training. And now I just think everything clicks and... Just let go and get caught in the moment and let it all go. I've learned a lot from my losses as well. I've lost to Jack before. I've lost to Isaac Hardman. I learned a lot from them. They're probably the biggest learning, biggest, uh, biggest learning uh, curves I've had in the whole MMA career. So 
those two names you just mentioned, you know, Jack Della and Isaac Hartman, those are probably two of the top, you know, lightweights in the country, you know, that are not signed by a major promotion. So it's not mm-hmm. like a, a, a terrible thing, man, that you've lost to them because now you get your chance to fight one of them in a rematch for the title. Um, before we get into that fight, I want to talk about your fight against his brother at yeah. Eternal 40. Uh, is there a, a, a grudge match element to this rematch, do you think? Uh, I don't think it's a grudge match or anything like that. I've like I've spoke to Jack in that before after he's fought uh, Ty Duncan from Old Gym. Like, I think I do think they're great blokes. I, I, I admire him from what, what he's done because when we first fought, to be honest, I didn't think that much of him because I think he had a one and two record. But like, you look at him now, he's absolutely killed it. And, you know, he's definitely a tough guy. He's definitely a hard man to beat. He's, you know, what he's been doing is working. Just need to figure him out. But I do have a lot of respect for him and what he's done. I'll give him that. He is a true champion. You know, he's defended his belt a bunch of times. And he's absolutely destroyed people. So, you know, take my hat off. Give him credit when it's due. There's no bad feelings between us. It's, it's a sport at the end of the day. We might dislike each other up until the fight. But after that, like, you know, there's no hard feelings between us. It's a sport. So, might have a beer with him after maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to that fight in early 2017. It was for the Rain Fighting Welterweight title. Could you break down that fight for us? Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I don't think I was in the right mind frame at the time. I just felt like I didn't have a good camp. Like, I can't take anything away from him. He was definitely the better fighter in the night. He's a good fighter. He was better than me on the night, but I didn't live up to my full potential. I let myself down, let Jack down, let all my supporters down. With my performance that night, it definitely wasn't normally how I was. I got a bit sick during the week because I was in Thailand, had Got food poisoning the week coming back, so it was about three days out. I was sick as and just, yeah, it wasn't me. So hopefully in this uh, this fight I get to show them who I really am and have a good performance. Win or lose, I'm just, well, I just want to go in there and give him a good fight. I want to give him the hardest fight he's had. That's all that matters to me. So if you get the belt, I get the belt. But if not, you know, as long as I give him a good fight, that's all that matters to me. Do you believe that you are a completely different fighter from that fight? Or do you just feel that, that you're an elevated, you know, version of yourself? Um, in that fight, he definitely didn't get me at my full potential at all. He probably got me at half. So, you know, this fight, I'm going to go out, throw it all, you know. But not making an excuse for my performance. And like, you know, not taking anything away from him on the night. He definitely was a better fighter. But, you know, this time I'm going to show up and give him 100% and show him what I really got. You have a lot of compliments for Jack Della. But when you analyze his run, you know, as the welterweight champion, has he impressed you? extremely or does he still seem like the same fighter that you fought a few years ago oh he's definitely gone he's definitely got better like we both have you know that's a couple of years back we've had a lot of fights we've both changed our game no no we both now know what works for us and what doesn't and it's just you know he's a good boxer i know he's got a good wrestling there and you know i'm going to exploit areas that i think that he's weak at and yeah but he's definitely got a good boxing he switches his stances up a lot i think that's where he catches a lot of people out he switches his stance from southpaw to orthodox loves that body shot just stuff like that so you know i'm figuring him out he can do it i can keep him guessing he's probably just thinks i'm going to come out wrestle and you know that's what i've done previously and it seems to work no one's really found an answer for what i've done no one's found an answer for what he does so let's you know get in there and see what happens training for training camp for this fight you know how long have you been getting prepared for uh, Jack? Um, well, I fought out in Bates and then there was a bit of touch and go with him meaning he had a couple of injuries at the start when we looked at booking it. Then I got a couple of injuries and then, you know, we didn't think it was going to happen this year. Then this Melbourne cards popped up and, you know, it was, I was just coming off an injury then and, you know, I probably got my good eight weeks in. So 
you know, no excuses why I can't show up or anything like that. But the camp's been really good. Uh, John Martin Fraser, my main uh, sparring partners, fighting on the card as well, which is really great. Bell Noak's been getting there with us as well, which is good. And just for you, the other boys rotating between us has been great. Uh, competed last night in the Fight Night Championship, which is a, a jiu-jitsu fight night. Um, I'd like to do them just before my fights, just to get the, you know, get rid of the nerves and that of finding a crowd. And um, got the win there, so I was really happy with that. Had a good performance, strong performance. I was pretty happy with that. It was a good lead-up for it. Anything different that you've done during this camp compared to your previous? Uh, I can't say. I'm a big, uh, big believer in if something works, so you stick to it. I'm not going to change something that hasn't, like, you know, everything I've been doing has been working, so I'm not going to change much. Last time I changed my camp up was when I felt Fort Jack and I lost, and I changed a lot since then, and this is where I'm at now. And I've been, you know, won four fights in a row. I've had good performances, big, big good fighters. I've been fighting bums, which has been good, so... You know, I've got full faith in myself, full faith in my team and, you know, the tools that i got. Other than Kyle Noak, who are the other coaches that you've been working with? Uh, i got Nelson Noak there, Larry Edwards. Uh, they're all it's a very family-orientated gym. And then we've got uh, Ryan Doyle, our striking coach. He's, he's amazing to work with. He lives and breathes fighting, analyzes everything, breaks everything down. He's just, yeah, just lives and breathes fighting. And, yeah, great person to have in the gym. He's a, uh, he's the main one, and yeah, Nelson and Larry. Larry's very good as well. He's like the fucking the granddad of the gym. He's the go-to man, so he's very supportive. It's great to have. Pardon? The rest of the team that you have there, you know, you mentioned that your teammate John Frazier is going to fight. Also, you've yeah. been working with him. Who else has been uh, helping you on the mats? Uh, Dan Hill there. He's another boy that's just come over. He's down integrated. He's an amazing wrestler. Great to work with. He's hard to keep down. So him and me work work off really well. Work off each other really well. Which is great. We've got Adnan in there. We've got this uh, young fellow, Laurie, coming up now. He's great for, uh, great to work with. He's really good for Johnny at the moment just because of his size and that. But, um, yeah, even just sparring, sparring Kyle. Kyle gets in there and helps out a lot. You know, it's pretty – not many people get to spar people of his caliber. So it's really good. When you lay your head down at night, how do you visualize this fight going down? Uh, I just say it's just going to be a hard fight. You know, I'm going in there. It's, it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be – you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be a painful fight, and that's just—I guess that's what I want. That's how I like it. I'm going to have to grind it out. That's just my fight style. I wish I was out knocking people out, but I don't. I sit there after grind people down, you know, take them to deep waters and finish them, finish them. And I've gone to decisions a couple of times and it's worked my way. So, just the way I fight, it's just going to be a long, hard fight for me. Oh, and for Jack as well. So it seems like it's going to be a, a huge weekend for Anzac MMA. You know, the history of in that sport, in the sport of MMA, in that area. Um, do you feel like there's a, a little bit more pressure to go out there and perform since there's going to be a lot of people at the event? Yeah, I try not to get too uh, caught up too much in it because you sort of get in the moment at the time and you get in that cage, the door closes, it doesn't matter where you are, who's around or whatever. It's just the sole, sole focus is winning that fight and performing to your best. That's it. I'm just, you know, if I impress someone, impress someone, it doesn't really matter. I just want to do my best in the cage not worry about what other people think all right one last thing before i let you go you know the next night ufc 243 is going down you got robert whitaker taking on israel adesanya to unify the middleweight title what is your breakdown of the fight and the prediction that you have um i got a tip robert whitaker i do think um israel Adesanya is a great striker but i think whitaker is going to be too strong too quick you know, too powerful in there. I think he'll darting it out. He's got a bit of that karate background, so I think he'll darting it out really well like that. And that's hard one to say. Him coming off fighting Romero, 
the people that uh, Whitaker's fought his last couple of fights is, would have taken a lot out of him. So hopefully he's still got a couple more in him, but it would be a tough fight for him. But I do think Whitaker's just going to be too strong, too powerful for him. I think he's going to finish him, finish him late. He can go in the deep rounds. He can he can dig deep and when it mean like when he has to. So that's good. Like, that's where I think he'll get the win. All right, man. October fourth, Eternal MMA forty eight, welterweight title is on the line. Thank you so much, Glenn, for the time and uh, good luck on the fight in your future. All right, awesome. Cheers for the interview, mate.